God, we thank you for your mercy tonight. We love you, Lord. So grateful for what you've done in our life and what you're doing. Ask you for special, quick, speedy recovery. Brother Justin's mother, Lord, tonight. Help her, God, we pray. Help us, God, in every need we have, everything we bring to you tonight, everything we bring before you, Lord. We ask you, your attention, God, upon it. Please heal, rescue, save, deliver, renew, inspire, and revive in the name above all other names. Give you praise, God. Give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Again, for those that were not here a moment ago when I made this announcement, I asked my son today to teach this two or three times. He declined, he denied me, but he said he's going to be online and wants to watch it. So I asked him at least make a comment or two at the end. Turn the mic, turn that thing around at the end. Step back and see. Mic on. So we'll get to that when we're done. Good to see you tonight, though, son. Bless you. I'm reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, sort of a lengthy reading, so let's just read the first verse uh, while you're standing, and then I'll let you sit down, and I'll go through the rest of it. It's time to grow. Somebody say, time to grow. So, uh, Ecclesiastes 2, and verse 15. I'm going to read my text from the King James tonight, and when I'm done teaching in a couple of minutes, I'm going to reread it. From another translation. Ecclesiastes 2, verse 15. Solomon said, Then said I in my heart, As it happeneth to the fool, so it happeneth even to me. And why was I then more wise? Question mark. Then I said in my heart that this also is vanity. Be seated, please. For there's no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever. Seeing that which now is in the days to come shall all be forgotten. Gosh, Brother Blackster told me some time ago when he preached for us, we were just, I don't know, we got off on random subjects, but pastoral thinking, sitting around the lunch table, talking about one day when we ever resign or retire. He said, listen, this is how it is with pastors. Six months after you retire, they won't even remember your name. Solomon said, he said, in the days to come, everything will be forgotten. And how dieth the wise man, Ecclesiastes 2.16, as the fool? Therefore, he says, I hated life, because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me. All is vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, which is I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether that man he's talking about shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor wherein I have labored and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore, verse 20, I went about to cause my heart to despair of all the labor which I took under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is in wisdom and in knowledge and in equity. Yet to a man that hath not labored therein shall he leave it for his portion. This also is vanity and a great evil. 
For what hath man of all his labor and of the vexation of his heart wherein he hath labored under the sun? For all his days are sorrows and his travail grief. Yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. This is also vanity. I'm going to talk about uh, Brother Justin dealing with burnout. Dealing with being burnt out. The dictionary says that burnout is a feeling is a feeling empty or mentally exhausted, lost all motivation, and you don't even care. You see no reason to have hope. Unquote. One survey I read said, "Listen to this: 80 percent of all U.S. adults, 80 percent of American adults." are either burned out in the moment or recently have experienced burnout in their life. So that tells me of about 45 or 50 people sitting right here tonight that probably 35 or 40 of you are either burned out right now or you've recently been dealing with burnout. Now, if you would have asked me and you didn't, but I would have guessed that probably the main cause for burnout is too much work. I would, have, I would have said, I think the reason people burn out the most is because they work too much. They don't relax or recreate or get away from the, the work environment. But that's not, that's not the case. But by the way, burnout is not a respecter of person. The number one reason people confess to that caused emotional fatigue, also known as burnout, is finances. Money. I'm not about right. That's exactly right. So tired of worrying about making ends meet. So sick of worrying about is the raise going to go through that I've planned on or I've already spent. Trying to feed the kids and take care of the house and fix the vehicle. All of that we just deal with on a regular basis and we think it's normal. We operate under the pressure of things that are causing burnout to occur in the invisible dimension of our life. If you're a scientist, a professional mind, or a baker, a butler, or a homemaker, everybody is or has to at some time, at some time deal with burnout. Doctors who spend half their life growing their educational ability get burned out. Counselors get burned out. Psychiatrists burn out. Psychologists get to the end of their rope. Professional people or simple-minded, you and I, everyday, common working folk get burned out. Doctors say, and I quote, everyone has an emotional breaking point. No matter who your parents are, what your pedigree is, everybody has an emotional breaking point. And burnout is a process. It doesn't show up at your home on Monday night and say, by this time tomorrow, I'll have completed my job. There's a process to it. It works slowly in the subconscious realm or level of our life. It works invisibly. And all the while, we're just functioning and going through the motion. It's working under the surface. You wonder why we're not excited about things in life anymore. 
We're not encouraged about church or family or God or recreation. It's all because of something that every one of us are dealing with on a routine basis. Doesn't make you evil if you're burned out. Doesn't make you unrighteous if you're burned out. Doesn't make you a bad person if you're burned out. It just makes you human. We all deal with burnout. And I have to tell you that as a, as a shepherd, I hear people say, so-and-so asked me about this, and here's what I counseled them. And I get disappointed when I hear people in the flock tell other sheep in the flock, well, so-and-so said they're burned out, and I just told them, go find a hobby or go get over it. There's a lot of things in life we should just get over. I get it. But burnout is very real. It's very real. I can't point to it right now in my mind and say, say, see, there it is. But I'm telling you, it's very genuine tonight. I feel the effects of it routinely, Brother Walter, consistently. Maybe I'll go a week and everything is good. And then back again, that dark cloud shows itself in my life. Burnout. So we have to be careful how we caution people or counsel people that simple things can fix it. I'm sorry, joining the community basketball league will not fix your burnout. Getting another level of recreation in your life will not fix your burnout. Joining the local archery club is a good thing, nothing wrong with it. It will not fix what's, what's happening under the surface of your heart. A medical journal report said, and I quote verbatim, Activity alone has never been the answer to human burnout, unquote. It goes on to say, next paragraph, for activism to be sustaining and successful, this is not my words, this is their words, it has to derive from one's personal value system. Say it again. For activism, activism to be sustaining and successful, it has to derive from one's values system. And it has to occupy the right place in your life, unquote. Again. So activity is good, but it has to be the right thing at the right time in my life. You can't just tell your kid who's sick of high school and sick of, of kids that abuse him and, and bully him around, oh, get over it, it'll be okay, because what he's going through is very real, very authentic. It's there. To him, it's a monster in the closet. So in my text tonight, this is what I see. Brother Josh, I see a man consumed by burden of responsibility. I see a man named Solomon whose responsibilities were both civil and religious. He didn't just have to take care of his wife and children. He had a thousand of those, by the way. Not to burn anybody out, hallelujah. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. His responsibilities were beyond the dimension that we could explain or understand. He had to worry about the potholes in the streets of Jerusalem and then the, also the reason people weren't coming to synagogue anymore. Solomon had to worry about civil rule and religious law, the widow's finances and the law of the Lord losing its influence among the common people in the community. He had to worry about the empty coffers at City Hall and yet the man diagnosed with cancer in the hospital. 
all of this was on his mind. All of this was in his, in his arena of thought. And I see Solomon saying, it's more than I can handle. I love transparency in people, don't you? I want my leaders to be strong and people I, I draw from and glean from to be strong and not weak and not bail out every time the ship starts taking on water. But I love it when people are also able to say, you know what, I don't know what the answer is today. Let's just pray about it together. Let's just seek God about it. I don't have any direction. I see Solomon saying, this is more than I can handle. I fix one problem and two more pop up. One child gets over his problem at school and the other comes home and knocks me on my can with another struggle they're going through. You can buck up and raise your muscles in the air and act like ah, men just fix things. But I'm not talking about things you can fix by touching them. I'm talking about real, emotional, heartfelt burnout. By the way, I wasn't saying that working too much won't cause burnout, but I am saying it wasn't the number one reason or cause people blame for their burnout. It gets a little old to work from daylight to dark, and you can't even go to the local 7-Eleven and buy a candy bar and a bag of popcorn because everything you do, you're working overtime and extra hours and maybe a second job just to keep the lights on at home. It gets tiring. Fix one problem and another pops up. But professional minds tell us, and I quote, every person experiencing burnout or fatigue has at least one moment of sincere reflection, unquote. Every human being that's ever confessed to being burned out has said, I've had at least one moment in the middle of my dark time where I had a, serious, a seriously sincere moment of true reflection, where truth invaded the thoughts of the tired mind, what I'm trying to say where truth permeated, invaded, captivated, took control of my tired mind. It might have been a short-lived moment of sincerity, but it was genuine and real. Where was Solomon's moment? Let me see that. Praise, praise God for that. Let me get here. Wait. Now, all right. Me, Grandpa, you boy. Everybody has a moment of sincere reflection when truth invades the thoughts of the mind just willing to give it all up. What was Solomon's moment of true sincere reflection? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. After all he wrote, after all he said, somewhere, some way, in a dark closet somewhere, he said, give me something to write with. Give me something to write on. And he said, let me tell you about the conclusion of all that I'm going through. If in the moment of sincere truth reflecting upon our heart's condition, we can realize that I'm, I'm, I'm caught up in a web of negativity, but if I just don't lose sight of God and his his ability, his power, his reflection in my life. So what about your moments? 
Some people just get mad and walk away. They never give the pastor a chance to explain anything to them or reel them in. They just get rebellious against authority. They think the pastor was singling them out, and maybe he was, but instead of being spiritual enough to say, thank God, he's trying to shake me tonight. He's trying to stir me today. They take it all personal, and they get mad about it, and they leave, and God is the last thing they want to talk about. So I said a whole lot of things to read this to you tonight. Dealing with burnout. And I'm going to read the same thing that I just read to you only from this translation. You ready? Ecclesiastes 2.15. Listen to the down-to-earth street language the man uses about being burned out. When I realized that my fate was the same as the fool's, I asked myself, why bother even being wise? He said, it's all smoke, nothing but smoke. The smart, I'm reading, I'm not, this is not me being abrasive, I'm reading Solomon's words. The smart and the stupid man both disappear out of sight. In a day or two, they're both forgotten. Yes, both the smart and the stupid die, and that's it. He said, therefore, I hate life. As far as I can see, what happens on earth is just bad business. It's smoke and spitting into the wind. And I hated everything I had accomplished and accumulated on this earth. I can't take it with me. No, I have to leave it to whoever comes after me whether they're worthy or worthless, and who can tell, question mark. They'll take over the earthly results of my intense thinking and hard work. It's just smoke. That's when I called it quits. Verse 20. That's when I called it quits. I gave up on anything that could be hoped for on this earth. What's the point of working your fingers to the bone if you have to hand it over if you have to hand over what you work for to someone who never lifted a finger for it. Smoke, that's what it is, smoke. A bad business from start to finish. So what do you get from a life of hard labor? Question mark, pain and grief from dawn to dusk. Never a decent night's rest. Nothing but smoke. You tell that man. It'll be okay. Just go dribble the ball for an hour. Burnout is real. People need an answer. They don't need a pat on the back. They need an answer. They need a remedy that's genuine and authentic and works. Aren't you sick of fake religion today? I'm so sick of fake religion and false preachers. I'm so sick of people telling me, you know, I don't watch TV, all right? I do not have one. I don't watch it. But, I mean, I, I'm tired of people that putting some number on the, on the screen and telling me, I'll send you a prayer cloth that will change your life. I'll send you sand straight out of the Holy Land that will transform your mind. All a bunch of phony, fake, hireling charlatans. I want something real when I say nothing but smoke's all I see. I want someone to tell me, but wait a second. Here's the genuine remedy. 
Here's the real answer. And you know what that answer is? Oh, help me out, bud. Help me out. Help me out, dude. That's what you used to do to me when I was preaching to that age. This is what the genuine answer is. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm not telling them, I'm not telling you to tell a burnout person, here's Jesus that everybody in the religious system offers you. I'm saying give them the real McCoy, brother. The real God in flesh, life-changing. Because my burnout's real, brother Mike. Your burnout as a dad is real. You have no, no choice but to keep your obligation in life to get up and go through the motion, even though your mind is screaming, there's got to be something better. Dealing with burnout. What have I just told you? The only way to deal with burnout, Jesus Christ. He must increase and I must decrease. Someone said more of him and less of me is always a good thing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Josh, I'm going to turn you around here, all right? Turn you around here. I'll wow. tell him what Speaker. I said that was wrong, would you, bud? Yeah. That was amazing. Let's give Pastor a hand for all that incredible wow. revelation information. powerful and I hope you can hear me um, just I was writing some stuff down as you were talking and some ideas that were coming to me some things that I thought would I could never put uh, words to that that was incredible and I appreciate the transparency and you should appreciate the transparency of a leader that tells you about being burnt out because it is very real especially in the ministry and um, so I just wrote a few things down that maybe some practical things that will help you with your personal burnout and hopefully uh, hopefully uh, hopefully something sticks out of all this. Uh, Billy Cole used to say on Mondays, I minister to myself. The reason is because I minister to everybody else every other day of the week. And so uh, you need to take time uh, to minister to yourself. I, I'm, I'm a better family man, a better dad, a better husband if I minister to myself at some point every day. And the reason is, is because uh because if if you do if you if you put yourself on the back burner and a no no pun intended but the burnout that's coming uh, will happen quicker than you think because you're you're constantly trying to help everyone else and you are running out of virtue because you're a human being you are not Jesus you're not immortal and so your body naturally gives out your mind your strength your energy your your determination your focus gives out because you're helping everybody else but you. So to help everybody else out, do something for yourself uh, every day. Now, let me, start, let me start with this. Master your mornings. 
Master your mornings. Uh, get your devotions every day. Get get Talk to God before you talk to your spouse. Talk to God before you talk to the kids. Talk to God before you talk to your boss. Uh, master your mornings every day to help with burnout. The reason is because um, that's that's something obviously we all deal with. Like you said, four out of five people deal with burnout. So it, I believe that's probably true. As much as my travel, I, every time everywhere I turn, someone's burnt out and worn out. And um, so some things we can do is master our mornings. Um, and I agree completely with what he said about the, the the hobby, the outlet that. Have an outlet for yourself, but it's got to be the thing at the time. It can't be just something someone suggests to do. It has to be something you you get strength from. Um, you have to do something. If it's talking with your kids in the park, if it's where the clock stops, or if it's working out or going on a run, do something daily that stops the clock and disconnects you from the stress that's burning you out. Uh, and we all know what I'm going to say, but disconnect from the phone, disconnect from something that wherever the stress is coming from, you have to do something each day where you're disconnect. It's not that you live on a hobby, but you're doing the hobby. So you're stronger for the day. Um, the next thing I wrote down is live on a schedule. Uh, two incredible books that will help you with what he's talking about tonight are leading on empty by Wayne Guerrero. It's a book about burnout and atomic habits by James clear. Who, talk, who basically takes you from the stress and anxiety of everything to learning how to schedule your day so you're not overwhelmed every day by the same things. Um, I wrote this down too. Have some, always have something to look forward to. Always have something to look forward to, something that excites you, something that strengthens you. Uh, now, if you don't, pray for it to happen. Pray for something to look forward to. Because if you are looking forward to something and excited about something, it's harder to burn out. If there's nothing to look forward to, if there's nothing that excites you, you will be depressed very quickly. You will have, uh, you will quickly, uh, everything will be negative that comes out of your mouth and cynical and bitter because there's nothing exciting in your personal life to look forward to. And if you have to make something exciting, it's not even exciting. Do what you have to do to make things Excite. Smile more. Work on smiling. Work on laughing. Uh, work on just, just facial expressions, intentionally trying to get yourself out of it. Because the, the truth is, no matter how much you hear from everybody else, no one's going to be able to dig you out of the burnout like you can dig yourself out of the burnout. Okay. Um, here's something that I thought was interesting. Learn to say no to unnecessary obligations. Learn to say no to things that you don't have to say yes to, okay? I'm not saying, this, because you have to be clear on these things. If you if pastor says come to outreach, I'm not saying say no to that unnecessary obligation. Because I know somebody's out there like, well, I'm going to yeah. stop I'm stop helping at church. No, that's where you need to help, sweetheart. That's why I'm, you're yeah. here tonight. Yeah. But, like, like, say no to things that drain you for no reason, Um you know why pastors pray for people in the altar? I mean, just, can I just be real with you? Can I talk to pastors every week? Pastors pray for people in the altar and walk around and lay hands because it eliminates 90% of unnecessary counseling they'll have to do after the altar call. And the reason is, is because some people want nothing but counsel. And let me just be very straight with you, okay? People that always want counsel are the reason why pastors get burned out because they're constantly needing attention for every tiny little thing. It's not that talking to pastor drains him. It's that 
He just preached exactly to your situation. He's worn out. He's prayed for you. And now you come out afterwards and you want to tell him how bad everything is every service. That's draining. That burns somebody up. Do you have a coworker that's always negative? Well, that, that per, if you had to constantly counsel that coworker, you'd be burned out from hanging out with that coworker all the time. But believe it or not, pastors have people that come to church in droves and they just can't wait to tell him how bad their week was. I'm being real. I'm just telling you the truth. I know as the I know as the evangelist that they do that to me. I'm going. I don't. I drove 43 hours last week. My wife and four kids. We drove 43 hours total. We preached six services from Florida to, to Mississippi to Chicago and drove back. Yeah, everybody's tired. Everybody's burned out. Everybody's got. But you have to do things for yourself to to, to strengthen yourself. So learn to say no to unnecessary obligations. Here's something else. Learn to delegate. Get the Jethro mentality. Jethro told Moses, you're going to die. You're not going to be able to handle all this weight. You're going to have to let people do what they do, and you only do what you can do. Uh, I love what Johnny James, the, pre the great preacher who quote the Bible, said. He said, you can lead hundreds, yea, thousands, or you can try to control dozens. In other words... You can go, you can delegate and, and release people to do great things, or you can try to do everything yourself. And when you try to do everything yourself, you have a small following because that following is not allowed to do anything. So try to involve people around you. Try to involve your kids at home. Try to involve your family and delegate some things. Uh, now, I will say this next one is, is very, uh, it's my weakness, okay? But I will say this, that's something that would help with burnout is 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 vacation time getting alone and, and taking some time to rest i need to do more of that and i readily admit and janae's sitting right here and she will readily admit that i need to do more of that but i will tell you the reason why okay rest is of god god rested on the seventh day relaxation is not rest. relaxation is carnal rest is spiritual Okay, sitting at home and reading your Bible and thinking on the Lord is resting, even with your eyes closed. Watching 15 hours of Netflix is relaxing. You will, and it, um, you will wake up just as tired tomorrow if you relax all night tonight and call it rest. But if you rest truly, you will have more energy tomorrow because rest is spiritual. Hebrews talks about entering into that rest that God created. And so learn to rest. And what you normally view as rest, if it's not, I'm not saying you have to pray. Fasting is not rest. Intercession is not rest. Getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to pray is not rest, okay? I'm not saying that's resting. But, but listening, listening to preaching, meditating on the word, listening to, to Christian music in the car, uh, sitting quietly in the house, thinking about the Lord, thinking about things the Lord's going to do. That is rest. I don't know if I can, you can still see me or not, because there you are. That is rest. So learn to rest more. And I'll just say this. Can you still hear me, anybody, everybody? I don't think you can hear me. Can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's all frozen up. I hope you can hear me. If you can't, I'm going to say this. There are certain sins that will only tempt you when you're burned out. 
there are certain sins that only show up when you're burned out. They don't show up when you're strong. They don't show up when you're focused. They don't show up when you're when you're busy. They don't show up when you're you got stuff to do. They don't show up when you're excited. They show up when you're drained. They show up when you're empty. They show up when you're lonely. They show up when you're exhausted. And so understanding your enemy is something you need to know also that he uses the burnout as the signal for the attack. He uses the burnout as a signal for the temptation. He uses the burnout as a signal for the, for the weariness and the grief and whatever he brings at you. So block your burnout. Minimize your burnouts. This goes up on me again. Minimize your burnouts. Minimize the moments that you cannot control, but yet you can do things to your, for yourself to help you. I don't know if you guys can hear anything I'm saying or not. It keeps freezing up over here, but but uh, I hope you can. If you can't, uh, if you can hear me, Dad, go ahead and take it. I don't know if you guys can hear me or not. Okay, you do hear me. Okay, I heard that. Okay, all right. So my point is that the, the sins that come against you when you're busy will probably not be the same sins that come against you when you're burned out. The temptations... The temptations that come at you when when you're strong are not going to be nearly as powerful as the ones that are going to come when you want to give up and there's nothing to look forward to and you can care less. You're more vulnerable when you're burned out. That's why the devil tempted Jesus after after 40 days of fasting, not before 40 days. He didn't tempt him before. He tempted when he was tired, weary, and exhausted. And if he'll do that to God, he'll do that to you. So... So understanding that when I'm burned out, I need to I need to read more of my Bible. I need to have my family around me. I need to do things that I don't I don't. It's not that I, it's not that I know something bad's gonna happen. It's that I, I'm blocking the door so nothing can happen because I know I'm burned out. So because I'm burned out, I'm building walls around me. Okay. So build the walls around you pre-burnout. And if you're burned out right now, start building walls in the burnout. Do things your flesh doesn't want to do. Because when you're when you when Pastor talked about that, when you hit that burnout point, you're not going to do the things that we're talking about right now. You're not going to want to get up and pray in the morning. You're not going to want to read the Bible. You're not going to want to be spiritual. You're not going to want to do anything that gets anything. So if if you're already getting near that point, start building the walls that your flesh does not want to be built, so that when the burnout, if it does come, you have protection during the burnout. So that's, all, that's, that's just some stuff I just throw out there as, as you were talking, Dad. It's awesome, awesome lesson tonight, man. Incredible.